Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. Thank you once again for joining with us this Sunday morning. Hallelujah. I'm so glad, (laughs) more than I've ever been in all of my life, uh, to be a minister of the good news. (laughs) You can't get good news from any news outlet. You just can't get it. It's just not available. We're living in a bad news world because we're living in the perilous time, the dangerous, dangerous, difficult time that marks the end times, the last days. So even everywhere you turn, there is bad news until you turn to the Word of God, until you turn to the God of the Word, until you turn to the God of hope. Hallelujah. I want you to know our God gives us hope today. There's hope in God. There's hope in Christ today. And hope biblically defined is the glad anticipation of future good. (laughs) Hallelujah. The world looks so bleak today, doesn't it? And we don't know what's coming next, but we kind of know and have that gnawing feeling that it's not going to be good. Amen. (laughs) And and what the psychologist and the sociologist are calling it is anticipatory anxiety. We're already fearing what's coming next. Fulfilling that that will come to its apex during the Great Tribulation. Men's hearts failing them for fear and looking at the things which are coming upon the earth. Friend of mine, I want you to know there is hope today in God because He's a God of hope. There's hope for you today in Jesus Christ because He is the lively hope or the living hope of Scripture. Praise God. So stay tuned as we bring you a sermon and a teaching from the Word of God on the subject, Sin is Still the Sickness and Christ the Only Cure. Sin is Still the Sickness and Christ the Only Cure. Turn with me, please, to Jeremiah chapter 8, verses 19 through 22. Now, you may think this is just an evangelistic message for people who don't know Jesus. No, no, this is not just for people who don't know Jesus. This is also for those of us who know Christ, but are not dealing with sin in our own life. We are not sinlessly perfect, and sin isn't, isn't, oh, the sins of the past are forgiven, but I'm talking about sins right now. You know, the scripture said, if we're going to run this race with perseverance, if we're going to be in it, to win it, if we're going to endure to the end, the Bible says we're to lay aside every weight. Everything is not a sin, but there's a lot of encumbrances. There's a lot of things that get in the way of running the race with perseverance. And the sin that doth so easily beset us. Lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. I'm telling you, if there's something holding back revival, it is not the sin in the culture. Because the Bible says, where sin doth abound, his grace doth much more abound. I'm going to say that again. It is not that the world is too evil for the 
there to be a revival. No, the world is too wicked. The world is too dark for the, for the light to penetrate. No, no, the light is under a bushel. <laughs> the light is under a bushel. We're, our light is not shining as it should in many areas, in many situations. Amen. The reason the, 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 the darkness is, seems to be getting darker is simply because the light is waning and allowing the darkness to come forth. Friend, it's time. <laughs> we used to sing this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This little, no, 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 no. It's okay for a Sunday school child without an understanding of the glory of God that is in the face of Jesus Christ, the glory of the gospel, the glory that is ours as God's children and God's people. This is not a little light. This is a brilliant light. This is a bright light. And when we let it shine, we put on literally the armor of light. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let's get into this message. I, I want to be a bright, shining beacon for Jesus today. I want to be a lighthouse uh, to warn people away from that that will will destroy and, and, and decimate. How about you today? I want to be a living, breathing, <laughs> brilliant light. I want to be able to sing this bright light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Praise God. Listen to Jeremiah 8. On the subject, sin is still the sickness and Christ is still the cure, the only cure. It says, listen, behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people because of them that dwell in a far country. Is not the Lord in Zion? Is not the Lord? That's a legitimate question. Where's God? Oh, we see the stained glass windows. We see the saints on them. We see the steeple. We see all of the vestiges of, 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 of religious activity. But is not the Lord in Zion? Is not her king in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their craven images and strange vanities? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt, verse 21 of Jeremiah 8, For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black. It means I am so discouraged. I am so, so absolutely disappointed astonishment, next verse, you can see that, astonishment had taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Then why is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? It would be like saying this in the modern vernacular. It would be saying, is there no doctor in the hospitals? Is there no medicines there? You see, the devil, my friend, will only show you the pleasure of sin. He will never show you the pain, the end result, the eternal and the temporal and the eternal consequences of sin. You know, the four-letter words slip out of a preacher's mouth, and I've heard it happen before. <laughs> Amen. And it astonishes everybody that, that that could even happen, and it should never happen. 
But did you know what really takes people back is the three-letter word, sin. If someone mentions sin, there's an automatic, seem-like revulsion against hearing that message because, oh, that's, that. you know, I got saved when I was 12 years old and I don't want to hear about what sin is anymore. I'm going to, do, I'm going to double down on this. Sin is still the sickness and Christ is still the only cure. Listen, the book of Isaiah begins with a lament over the hurt and brokenness sin had caused in the land. Listen to Isaiah 1, 1 through 6. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, king of Judah. Hear, O heavens, give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knows his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know my people, doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation, (laughs) a people laden with iniquity. A seed of evil doers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord. See, this is not for those outside the covenant. These are not for the pagan people. This is God's covenant people. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel to anger. They are gone away backward. We might call that, in a way we might understand it better, backslid, backsliders, backslidden. It's, is it possible to backslide? You better believe it. I was so, I was so honored in, in one of our, our meetings years ago. Uh, uh, a man was sitting at a fellowship table afterwards and I heard him. He was, he was, you know, two or three people down from me and my wife sitting at the table and he told someone that was a visitor to our church during the fellowship. He said, you know something? If you, if you come Consistently to Brother Venable's church. You're not going to backslide, but if you are backslidden, you're going to front slide. <laughs> Hallelujah. Friend of mine, there is a message for every backslider. <laughs> There's, there is, there is a balm in Gilead. There is a physician there. Sickness, sin, sickness exists. But we can confess our sin. We can repent of it. We can be restored to that fellowship relationship with Him that we need to be employing and enjoying today. Thank God you can front slide. And I pray before this sermon is over, you'll want to front slide if you are backslidden. And if you are just somewhere in between, (laughs) I pray you'll front slide anyway. Praise God. Listen to this. Listen carefully. The whole head is sick, it said. Why will you be stricken anymore? Ye ye will revolt more and more, verse 5. The whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint. You can tell the head is sick because the heart is faint. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there's no soundness in it but wounds 
and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Is there no balm in Gilead? Listen, neither bound up or soothed, literally, with ointment. This is what David referred to in Psalm 23 when he said, Thou anointest my head with oil. This reference is not about gifts of ministry or anointing to preach or to proclaim the gospel. It's about sheep with cut, bruised, or insect-bitten heads. It's about the healing of the hurt that left unattended would lead to death. The compassion of the shepherd when he poured oil upon the head to soothe the pain and promote healing. David knew the sores of sin. (laughs) Ah, but also he knew the mercies of God. And he discovered the healing balm of God's grace through his own personal repentance. Praise God. Aren't you glad God's grace and God's mercy is available today. That's why where sin doth abound, His grace superabounds. Praise God. That's why when we come to Him with that honest heart, with that earnestness, amen, and we say to Him, I've drifted away, but I want to get back, and I'm coming back, and I confess my sins. I want to lay it aside. And by the way, while we're dealing with the sin that does so easily beset us, let's just get rid of the weights too. Let's get rid of the stuff that we know is taking our time, our energy, that we're investing every bit of our money in, and let's come back, amen, and begin to invest our life once again in the work of the kingdom of the God and the furthering of His kingdom. Praise God, amen. Listen, sin is still the sickness And Christ is still the cure. Hallelujah. There is a balm in Gilead. There is a physician there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The whole head is sick. The whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot even to the head. No soundness in it. It goes on to say, but only wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They've not been closed, neither bound up, neither soothed with ointment. One one commentator says it this way, Every thought, word, and action is tainted and polluted by sin. Every mental faculty is depraved. The will chooses evil. The affections cleave to earthly things. The memory, like a broken sieve, retains the bad and lets fall the good. That's why there's so much depression when sin is not effectively dealt with. Even Christians get in the same fearful stance and fearful state and and the same depression that is, is engulfing the world today. Men's hearts failing them for fear and looking what's coming upon the earth. The same anticipatory anxiety gripping the world, strangling all of the joy out of life. Oh, friend, it can grip anyone, even a Christian, a covenant child of God, unless we get this balm applied. If we get this healing ointment If we get this, that will heal the head and therefore change the heart. 
It says, it says, like a broken sieve retains the bad and lets fall the good. The judgment, like a bribed or drunken judge, pronounces mindless or wrong decisions. The conscience, like an opium eater, lies asleep and drugged in stupefied silence. The Bible spoke in the last days of ministers where they're, they're con- making merchandise of, out of people and their conscience seared as a hot iron, cauterized. They can't, they can't feel conviction. They can't feel the guilt and shame of what they're doing and they do it with, with no shamefacedness and stand up and, and tell lies in the name of the Lord, in the name of truth. Friend of mine, this is no time to have a, a sleeping conscience. This is time for the conscience to be stimulated, to be awake, because God speaks to us through our conscience, even when we can't hear Him in any other way. Hallelujah. Listen, friend, this is a wonderful, wonderful time to make up our mind that we are going to follow the Lord and we're not going to let the flesh and we're not going to let the culture and we certainly are not going to give place to the devil in terms of influencing us. When all these master faculties of the mind are so drunken and disorderly, we need no, need not wonder that the bodily members are a godless, rebellious crew. Lust call out for gratification, don't they? Unbelief and infidelity murmur. Tempers growl and mutter. Every bad passion strives hard for the mastery of our life. <laughs> oh, the evils of the human heart. What the scriptures say, the heart of man, the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? God knows it. And in spite of it, he loves us and he offers us redemption. He offers us reconciliation. He offers us salvation. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. It starts with the head and it changes the heart. Glory to God. Oh, the evil, someone said, of the human heart, which let loose have filled earth with misery and hell with victims, which Deluge the world with the flood, burnt Sodom and Gomorrah with fire from heaven, and are ripening the world right now for the final judgment. Every sin which has made this fair earth a present hell has filled the air with groans, has drenched the ground with blood. It dwells in your heart and mine unless we come and let God take out the heart of stone and give us a transplant and replace it with a heart of flesh. Now, as this is opened up to the conscience by the Spirit of God, we feel indeed of all men most sinful and miserable. And sometimes we feel that guilt strongly. <laughs> Listen, but this and nothing but this which cuts to pieces our fleshly righteousness, wisdom, and strength which slays our delusive hopes and lays low at the footstool of mercy without one good thought, word, or action to propitiate an angry judge. It is this which brings the soul to this point 
that if saved, it can only be saved by the free grace, sovereign mercy, and tender compassion of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Oh, there's a balm in Gilead. There is a physician there, but it can only be applied. It's already been supplied through Jesus Christ. He is our balm in Gilead, our great physician, our shepherd king, one who pours oil and wine into our deadly wounds, our savior, our healer, our deliverer, and he has become our friend. Praise God. Listen to Isaiah 53, 3, 4, and 5. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. We hid as were our faces from him. He was despised. We esteemed him not. But surely he bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Ernest Hemingway, at the end of his life, at a a farewell to arms, wrote, The world breaks everyone. Then some become strong at the broken places. I'm telling you today, if you trust Christ as your Savior, you can go from brokenness to blessedness. God has provided a lamb. God has given His only begotten Son. Jesus has laid down His life for you and for me to give Himself for us so we can be given the kiss of forgiveness, the kiss of un. Un, uh, unmerited favor. <laughs> Hallelujah. The kiss of mercy. I like this song by Point of Grace. This amazing grace is put to music. The wonder of it all. Listen carefully. Hear the clock strike 2 a.m. Another sleepless night for you. Oh, I've been there too. But there's healing in the hand of God. He will cover everybody. He even, he'll even touch someone like you. It's a natural thing to believe that something wonderful never comes easy. Let it go. There's power in the cross to heal us. There's freedom in the blood that Jesus offered to you so freely. And then the chorus says, feel the wonder of it all. Let your heart and your mind receive an answer to the call. Feel the wonder of it all. (laughs) Sweet Jesus, glory to God. The love of God, the wonder of it all. Another day, another twist in the road. A cloud upon your soul. Don't let it take control. Don't be afraid to say the name. He's there for those who call Him. He's your refuge from the cold to love God is a curious thing. The more you give it, seems the more He brings His love back to you. In the presence of the Holy Spirit, bells ringing, I hear angels sing so clearly. The answer is Jesus. Oh, the wonder of it all. Praise God, friend of mine. 
Jesus is the answer today. I used to sing it back when I had a voice that could could maybe barely hold a melody and my son would play the guitar and help cover up for <laughs> I I didn't have auto tune to help me <laughs> but I sung it from my heart. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Amen. And every time I sung it, I felt the compassion of Christ for a, for a world that, that needs the healing balm. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? God is saying to ancient Israel. And if there is a balm in Gilead, and if there is a physician there, why are we not healed? Why is the health of my daughter not restored. They refused to repent. They refused to repent. The Apostle Paul spoke of this same rebellion in Romans 10.21. But to Israel he saith, All day long I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and gainsaying people. This word gainsaying is taken from the Greek word that means to dispute to refuse, to hear, to answer again, to contradict, to deny, to speak against, to gainsay. I'm going to say something about repentance here today. Repentance is essential to applying the blood of Jesus to our life. If we say we have no sin, we, us, children of God, we lie and do not the truth. But if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to see there's a bomb in Gilead there's a there's a there's an antidote praise God hallelujah there is we, we can front slide I'm not trying to you know I'm not trying to, to make any anything here just light of anything this is essential it's essential to salvation I don't, I don't believe you can serve two masters. I, do, I don't believe that you can, you can receive Christ as your Savior with, and then, you know, decide if I am and to what degree I am ever going to let Him have rule in my life. When am I going to make Him Lord? He's not Savior and Lord when you decide. He's Lord and Savior. Amen. Romans 6.16 Whoever you yield your members, servant to obey. Make no mistake about it. I'm not talking about church affiliation. I'm not talking about water baptism. I'm not talking about embracing a dogma, the creed of a denomination. They all have their place. But this is concerning your soul and your eternal destiny. Whoever you yield your members, servant to obey his servant you are whom you obey this is not legalism this is not salvation by works this is works that prove that salvation has occurred friend of mine whether god unto righteousness or sin unto death the wages of sin is still death you see sin is still the issue and jesus is still the answer Hallelujah. Repentance is essential to salvation. Hallelujah. And and then believing on Christ. It's not just getting a free ticket to heaven without dealing with sin, without renouncing sin. Oh, friend, 
We need, we need when we come to Christ to renounce the works of darkness, to renounce the devil and receive Christ as our sovereign and our savior, our Lord and our savior. Repentance is a crucial element in saving faith. Repentance and faith toward God will result in forgiveness and pardon and reconciliation. I like Psalm 28, uh, where it says, He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but he that, he that confesses and forsakes shall find mercy. He that covers his sin shall not prosper, but he that confesses and forsakes shall find mercy. This is what we need today. Amen. Let's listen to the pattern prayer. Lord, teach us to pray, they ask him. We call it the Lord's Prayer. Actually, it's the pattern for all prayer. These elements should be in all prayer, all the time. Our Father, acknowledge God as our Heavenly Father. We have a reconciled relationship as Christians who aren't in heaven. And then reverently approach him, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's a forgiveness based on our forgiving others and it is available and it will be granted blessed are the merciful they shall receive mercy praise god listen friend of mine today confession of sins repentance of sins in order to obtain forgiveness for sins is part and parcel of our daily walk with god sins of omission sins of commission if my people, which are called by my name, <laughs> this is God's people. This is God's covenant children. You say, oh, preacher, that's in the Old Testament. Yes, but the God of the Old Testament has not changed. And this principle hasn't changed because God changes not. We don't have a different God in the new covenant. We have a different dispensation from God. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face, listen, and turn from their wicked way, I will hear from heaven. I will heal their land. There's a balm in Gilead. There is a physician there. Glory be to God. And God is stretching forth his hands all day long, he says. I have stretched forth my hands to a disobedient and gainsaying people. The question is today, are we going to dispute him, when he says we have this need, are we going to refuse to listen to him in his word? Are we going to contradict him or deny that we need repentance in our life? Are we going to gainsay? Are we going to be that kind of people? Or are we going to be people that are sensitive to the Holy Spirit's promptings, that are sensitive to the word of God and what it speaks is our conscience awake and aware that God can convict us, that God can convince us of our need 
for His cleansing in our life. Glory to God. Revival always comes when God's people are the first to repent. Not, not the sinners outside, but, but we who have sinned and not dealt with that sin on the inside. Oh, David said, when I held my peace, Psalm, in the Psalms 32, I believe it is. He said, when I held my peace, when I didn't repent and deal with sin in my life, he said, my bones <laughs> waxed old with roaring all day long, and my moisture was turned to drought. <laughs> Amen. But blessed is the man, he said, whose sin is forgiven, whose transgression is covered. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is the man who is so blessed. Glory to God. I want the blessing. I need the blessing. I need the cleansing. I need, I need to repent and have times and seasons where I do a healthy, holy introspect and say, Lord, search me. David was so concerned that he didn't fall back into the sin that almost consumed him and destroyed him and that he had found grace and mercy from God to be restored. Even in the old covenant, <laughs> he said, search me. I'm opening my heart. I want you to look in. I missed it. Why? Because the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? He said, I can't trust myself, but I can trust God to show me my true self. Amen? I can trust God to show me my true self and my true need when repentance is necessary. And then it, he, he said, search me and see if there be any unclean way in me and show me. So he could deal with it. And how did he deal with it? Psalm 51. Hallelujah. <laughs> wash me with hyssop and I shall be clean. <laughs> Glory to God. Wash me. Wash me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Amen. Create in me a clean heart. Oh, God, and renew in me a right spirit, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me, hallelujah, and restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, thy deliverance. Then will I teach transgressors thy way, amen, and, and, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. You see, when the church conscience of God's people is awakened and God's people get truly right with God, then we have an effective witness to the world about us. Then and only then are we going to see the result of revival in and through the church, God's collective people. Hallelujah. It's going to begin to affect the world around us and the world about us. Hallelujah. Revival starts with us and then it reaches out. It bubbles over to the world about us. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Sin, sin is still the sickness. Jesus is the only cure. But He is a cure. There is a balm in Gilead. There's a physician there. Oh, friend, 
If you're a Christian today and you've drifted away from God, lay aside the weight and the sin that does so easily beset you. Let's get it settled. Let's get before God. Let's do business with Him. It says He's stretching forth His hands all day long. His mercies are new every morning. Stretching forth His hands, come unto me. Come unto me, you that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me from meek and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your soul. Today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Bible says of you, you're without God and without hope in this present world. What a terrible, terrifying place to be. Look around you, all of man's systems are shaking Many have failed, others are failing. Where can you look and find security and peace and joy and love and grace? Oh, friend, there is a balm in Gilead. There's a physician there. There is healing. There is help for every sin-sick soul today. Don't run from God. Don't run from Christ. He's got His hands outstretched. Run to Him. Repenting of your sin. Embrace Him. Renouncing the devil and all of His minions. Glory be to God. He'll hold you close and He won't let you go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do that now. In the name of Jesus Christ. And for the glory of God, amen and amen.